0: We are gathered here today
1: for the Fight Disciples, UFC and Boxing Talk.
0: How you doing? Hope you're well. Thank you so much for downloading today's show. Coming up, we are dealing with the haters. If it wasn't for the If it injury. wasn't for this and if it wasn't for that and it, oh, he's been out. Listen, I don't give a shit.
2: Yeah, exactly.
0: Bell, too. you won the fight. End of. Yeah, yeah. End of. Also, how funny... Is Derek Chisora observe Hayes' hands getting wrapped? Yeah, yeah. that's just phenomenal, isn't it? Isn't it? Go on, I'll tell you what. Hilarious. Go and send the guy that we had to get a metal fence between my opponent. <laughs> Let him go and observe their hand wrapping. And you Let just know,
2: you just know that Chisora was in there going, "What, have you, what are you doing now? <laughs> How long's that piece of goes? <laughs> How long's that bit of t- just
0: being a pain in the ass because yeah, yeah. he can." Finally, Nick's love for Vasil Lomachenko has gone to the next level. He direct messaged me um, with the video going. Can't stop watching this. <laughs> you fucking what? I can't stop watching Vassil in the bat in the bath.
1: You're listening to the Fight Disciples Podcast.
0: Welcome to episode 81 of the Fight Disciples podcast. Thank you so much for downloading this particular episode. If this is the first time you've ever stumbled across us, um, we have done tons, obviously. 81 full episodes, loads of different interview episodes, and they're all available on our website, fightdisciples.com. There's little buttons on there where you can subscribe to us so you never miss out on any of our weekly content. Every Wednesday we do a boxing show. Every Thursday uh, we do our UFC show. And every Tuesday night in Liverpool we have our Merseyside boxing show, which is available for download right now if you subscribe. Now, the reason why I brought that up is because on this week's Radio City Talk Show, you will hear from David Caldwell, Derry Matthews and, of course, Tony Bellew, all post the weekend. Now... We're obviously going to give our insight on this particular show as to what we think of the weekend. But if you want to hear from them, make sure you subscribe to our podcast So therefore you will get it from the horse's mouth. All right? So Derry Matthews, David Cowell, and Tony Bellew are all on that feature-length hour-long show. Go and enjoy it. It is absolutely cracking. Loads of banter. Even Bellew's missus turns up at one point for a little bit of a crack as well. It's all good fun, all right? Um, if you're not with us on social media as of yet, I encourage you to get there because I am knocking out memes for fun, baby. <laughs> Smashing it. Smashing the memes out for fun, all right? Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Fight Disciples. Let's get stuck in, man, because this kid, has, he's walked into the studio today. Listen, Nick, you can tell Nick's in a good mood, right? Because we obviously record this show in Liverpool, now, for those that have been following national news, Liverpool Lime Street train station is in a bit of a mess. A wall has collapsed, and therefore the train station has been shut. For over a week About now. About a week now, yeah. And, and Lime Street Station is right outside our studio. Normally Nick would catch the train in. I would catch yep. the training, we haven't been able to do it, so we've had to find other ways and means to be able to get into the studio. There is not a cat in hell's chance that Nick would be here today if Bellew would have got beat at the weekend. Nothing to do with the, the defeat, it just would have put him in a bad mood and he wouldn't have been chipper. He would not have queued up at a fucking bus stop <laughs> today. <laughs> I rode the bus. You got in there, didn't you? I rode the bus. You got the bus
2: in. First time I've got the bus since I was literally in, you know, a school time. What was it like, man? What was it like? It wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad. I listened to. uh... Did you sit at the back? No, I didn't. I didn't sit on the back seat. I'm not twelve. Why not? You That's know, what you do, so mate. Old, no, I tough, tough kids are at bike. You know where they fit where it just gets raised that one step. I was on one of them, so yeah. it's like it, dis- t- it disabled bit. Yeah, it's like practically no. Not the <laughs> 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 when it's practically the back so you're like overlooking yeah, yeah, the yeah. whole bus, but it's not actually the back row. To be fair, I don't even think I could have got in the back row. The seats are that close together. Nice. now. I wouldn't
0: have fitted. But uh, so, yeah, but it was unusual. Your missus yeah, even offered you. A, your missus even offered you a lift in, and you turned it down. For I the said bus. no.
2: I said I'm going to ride the bus today. I'm going to. I'm going to listen to a bit of. You know, to be honest, I was watching a replay of the fight on my phone. I was streaming uh, the fight again on my
0: phone, um, just to take take it in even more. Just to see that's how much of a good mood he's in. That's he's caught it. he's caught the bus today. He's caught his bus to come and provide this fantastic uh, piece of content. The bus, never again. Nick, actually, this is this is another thing, right? Nick um, at the weekend he, he goes mute whenever about bell- there's certain fighters. I mean, this happens to me as well, of course. But there's certain fighters that you can watch fight. And you, you, you don't actually enjoy it. You don't fully get into watching the fight and enjoying it. Yeah, Crawler's one for me. Yeah, obviously, since working with you and becoming friendly with Bellu, the likes of Derry Matthews and people like that, they are now becoming those types of fighters. So therefore, with all this build up this week, building up to this fight, I find it incredibly hard to watch Tony do his thing. You know what I mean? Of course. And it's only when. I see him on top. For example, at the McCarvey fight, that was a nightmare. I'm still having a chiropractor on my back after <laughs> you were jumping all over the back of me with, because of how harsh it was to watch. But then when the when it's over, the dust settles, the it's victory's amazing. in the can. Of course. Oh, it's the greatest feeling in the world.
2: Yeah, it is, yeah. And, uh, you know, obviously I've been doing this a long time. I think obviously the, the Liverpool fighters will always, they'll always kind of be that affinity for me because I was, you know, when I broke through in the game, these guys were breaking through as schoolboys and, and amateurs and, you know, junior the ABA finalists and whatever else. So I've been writing about these guys for just coming up to tw- almost twenty years. So obviously, there is going to be that, you know, that thing there, that relationship. And uh, you know, as you can be as professional as and journalistic as you want to be, and, and as impartial as you possibly can. But there is yeah. always going to be that. You know, me and Bell, you went to school together. Yeah. You know, his brother was in my class in school, and we're from the same area. We grew up on the same streets. We were both, you know, born into life in Toxteth, and we lived in Wavertree, and you know. We, We know each other really well. We spent time together. You know, he was at my wedding, for God's sake. So, of course, there's going to be that.
0: You've seen him in a play centre, man. You've seen him get stuck in a in in a tube in a play centre. That's 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 how close this vibe is. That's right, exactly. So there's always them nerves there. But you know, this fight,
2: this fight with David Hay on Saturday night, I I wasn't, I wasn't as nervous for him as I was with at Goodison Park because Goodison Park meant more to him. That was making and breaking. Do you know what I mean? That. You lose at Goodison Park, Tony Bellew would have been crowned the, the 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 nearly man forever. You know, it's his third world title fight at Goodison Park, the home of his dream, his beloved Everton. Um, it, had he lost that night, I think that would have mm. broke him, and that would have obviously that would have been the defining moment of his entire career. As it turns out, whether that's You know, for me personally, that remains the defining moment of his career, but for the rest of the world, like the entire world now Saturday night, man. It's about Saturday night and that performance against David Hay. And before we talk about injuries and before we talk about broken hands and anything else, I just wanna say that we had him on this show. We had him in this studio less than two weeks ago, and he told us how this fight was gonna play out. Bellew told us, I'm gonna sacrifice the first three or four rounds, because this guy's gonna come trying to take me head off. And then round round four, I'm going to take over, my pressure will be better, and I'll take his best shots, and he can't take my shots because he won't expect my kind of power,
0: and I'll finish him late on. And that's exactly what played out. On that, I just want to tackle something then. Before we get into the crux of the fight, I just want to talk about bitterness, yeah? We, on this show, of course, we are biased towards certain fighters, and therefore we will say certain things, but... I would like to think that we are the first people to hold our hands up and say, you know something, we got that drastically wrong. For example, if you listen to our UFC show this week, uh, we're going to have to do that quite a lot because we made quite (laughs) a few predictions regarding UFC fighters this week that we just shit out on, I'll be honest with you. On this show a little bit later on, we will be holding our hands up. We thought Derry Matthews would do the business against Ahara Davis. I'm going to have to go fucking Alawara, fair play, mate. You know what I mean? However, the thing that pissed me off yesterday, and to be fair, I had quite a lot of fun with it on our social media, the thing that annoyed me the most was... Not from David Hay because I thought he was classy at the end of the fight, the way that he didn't acknowledge the injury and the way that he gave Bellew kudos because he knew full well what he was. He knows. He was in the ring. He knows what the crack was. He knows that Bellew won that fight fair and square. The thing that annoyed me was all these people, everybody that told me that Hay was going to take Bellew's head off, right? That's what I got all week. What are you talking about? You know shit, you. You absolutely know nothing. Bellew's going to get done in. Two rounds. I was told by so many people. Yeah, you're going to get get blasted, right? Now that is 80 to 90% of whether they be casual fans or proper hardcore fans, that's what people were telling me. And I said, you're being romantic. What you're doing is you are judging this fight on David Hay 10 years ago. David Hay yeah. ain't 10 years ago. He's had serious shoulder surgery. Yeah. He hasn't had, what? He hasn't had more than three rounds in five years. He's had 100 and odd rounds in that period of time. 13 fights he's Th- had in the last five this years. This is going to be very different to what you think. No, you're talking shit. No, you're talking shit. Fair enough. Now, I ain't having a go at that because... Everybody is entitled to their opinion. That is the strength of this show. We value those opinions. Thank you for getting involved and giving us those opinions. But afterwards, come on, man. You've got to pay a little Hold bit Hold your hand stuff. up yeah, and exactly. say, I got it wrong. That's what you've got to do. The of amount of people that I was call, uh, speaking to yesterday, where they were going, yeah, but... It, it, if it wasn't for if the If it injury. wasn't for this, and if it wasn't for that, and it, oh, he's been out. Listen, I don't give a shit.
2: Yeah, exactly. Me
0: Bell, too. you won the fight. End of. Yeah, yeah. End of. All this,
2: but what if they, yeah, but if he hadn't have got that injury, that you can't say that, you know, at the end of the day, he could have got the injury earlier, what if Ben? had got the well, injury? hang on would, a minute, then hang
0: on then, a minute, you were telling me last week that he was taking his head out. out in the yeah. first in, in the first two rounds, he was taking him out. Exactly. Well, hang on a minute, he lasted for nearly six rounds before this injury, yeah, whether yeah. it is a snap to come on, man, if it's, it's snap not a snap to kill, you can't, you can't, can't bloody be a snap to Achilles yeah, Exactly, yeah. right? You've, I don't know. You've a tweaked, ruptured Achilles. Whatever. Strained, whatever. muscle, whatever it may be, right? Yes, okay, he looked like he was injured, fair play he wasn't injured for the first two rounds that you told me that he was going to take Bellew's head off yeah. where was that when, Bellew took it and carried on walking was,
2: forward. was slipping most of David's shots you know there was only one person that got hurt in the first two rounds and that was that David was A when, he, when Bellew caught first him at that left hook so you know the the all his stories about him getting blown away he's got no business being in the ring with him and everything else you, you're absolutely spot on right people were looking back to the golden times of David Day's career we haven't seen David Day like that in a long time for me, he looked like a fighter that was very ring rusty. Yeah. He wasn't sharp enough. He wasn't quick enough. He was too heavy. You know, well, Let's was talk the about that. 16-9
0: coming in. That's a career high. Uh, obviously, a joint high. 16-9. Yeah, yeah. 16-9 compared to Bellew's, what, 15-3 was he when he weighed in? So all the talk in the build-up about
2: training on the boat and being in Miami and in the shape of his life was all utter nonsense. David Hay, let's get it right. David Hay believed what he was saying in the build-up to the fight, and that was, Tony Bellew won't be able to stand with me and trade. He won't be able to live with me. I'll blow him away in two or three rounds. That's what David kept saying, and that's what he's trained for. Mm. Like As soon as he weighed on the scales, I messaged you Adam, didn't I? And said, four rounds, that's it. He's got four rounds that is it at, at at the very most at David Hayes ferocious level he's got four rounds we've seen for me towards the end of the fourth round that's when Bellew really starts to take over a little bit more fifth round I thought was Bellew's best round in the run up and then in the sixth round obviously Hay gets the injury just for me as the fight was going the exact way Tony Bellew said it was going to go yeah the fight will become my fight, second half of the fight. People going, oh, but before the injury, hey, he was winning. Yeah, he, of course he was winning. We told the you that tactic, that would happen. We the said that that would happen. Dave Caldwell. We had him on our show yesterday on City Talk. And he'd say, yes, the tactic was to stay out of trouble for the first three rounds while he's dangerous and then take over the fight. And that's exactly what was happening. So people who were saying, oh, yeah, but if it wasn't for the injury, he'd done this. And, well, Tony Bell, you broke his hand. Crazy. He, he fought for nine rounds with a broken with hand. With a broken hand, of course. So... There it's you like go. It's, and leveled, it. it's a level out. playing field, yeah, exactly. So, would you rather have a, a
0: bad leg or a broken hand? Which one do you want?
2: Yeah, either or. You know, toss a coin at the end. I of can't the run tape. away. Well, he can't punch you. There you go. Exactly. But then the other crazy one I seen was people going, "Ah, yeah, he's got the win." But you know, let's face it, Hayes finished. Why couldn't? <laughs> why didn't? Why didn't Bell you finish him sooner? Yeah, he, he couldn't fight. He only had one leg after six rounds. It's like. You, c- you just can't make these people happy, you know. Don't get me wrong. We've had a little kind of turn the spotlight on Hay a little bit there, but I want to I want to come back on that now and say, man, David Hay's got balls, like absolute Huge balls. balls. You know, we I put a meme out Jordan here, the thing and everything from what Tony said on our show two weeks ago. where he said. That amazing quote from one of his old amateur coach, coaches, which is uh, the hardest time to spew it is the first time you do it, alluding to the fact that he's never spewed it. Well, David Hay had spewed it in previous fights for those not scouts. Bottled it, bottled yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but hey, tell you what, David Hay did not spew it on Saturday. night.
0: No, he didn't. David Hay, and he, he hung even in he there. even turned down the opportunity
2: to do it because exactly. he was asked. To do So you- so brave, like to to push on. You know, for, for me, the, the Achilles wasn't snapped. The Achilles couldn't have been snapped because he wouldn't have been able to stand up. That's a fact. He, but he's clearly, from what we can see, he's severely damaged his, his ankle, his Achilles, his ligaments and everything else. So to be able to battle on and to survive another five rounds in that position, I know he was hit a lot. He was put down, obviously. But just show them balls to keep going and keep swinging as yeah, well. Man. Keep throwing heavy leather. That That's a real mark of the man who David A is. And I think... If we never see him fight again, you know, and, and to be I don't honest, ask yourself why, why do want we want to see him. see him fight again? I don't,
0: I don't, because what happens is, right, what happens is, is that you start to spoil a legacy if he carries on, yeah. i.e. Roy Jones Jr. That's I, where, that's where I'm at. Like
2: Ricky, why, you know, it's like, if you felt back. a bit like Ricky Hatton when he made this comeback.
0: Yeah, don't do it. And got, and got stopped and you're like, why did you, you don't need to do it. Un, undisputed, unified cruiserweight champion of the world, moved up weight and became the heavyweight champion of the world. Phenomenal. Okay. Forget it. Doesn't matter anymore. Th- don't he's- forget, throughout that period as well, David used to tell everyone, all the media, I'm out. By 30, I'm gone. By 30, I'm gone. He's charismatic enough to make Fucking money hell, elsewhere, he's, man. He's
2: nearly 40, man. What are you, st- you know,
0: He's got to be able to do something else. Mm. And okay, Hollywood may not Hang agree. Hang on a minute. You just up? say he's nearly 40? He's, he's a year older than me. Fucking settle down, right? I'm not nearly 40. He's nearly 40. <laughs> You're nearly 40. Bro. I'm sorry to say. But you know, as you say, there's
2: more things out there for David Hay. The, yeah. pro- the problem is, it may not. You may. He may not be able to afford it, living the kind of lifestyle that he wants to live. You know, the difference here is yeah. that Tony Bellew clearly just wants to. Provide a nest egg for his kids, which he's done now. Mm. You know, and as he told us yesterday, and anyone who, who wants to listen to that interview, a plea, a, you know, download that show one hundred percent because U again reiterates the fact that he's probably retired now. He's probably he's probably not going to come back, and it's going to co- take something phenomenal mm. to tempt him back into the ring. which let's be honest, that means. Ten million plus payday and a world title fight at a heavyweight. That's Minimum. probably
0: the only thing that's going to get Bellew back. You will not see him at cruiserweight again
2: because no, there's not enough. Not. There's not enough money. Exactly. There. So that's that done. And, and obviously the rematch with David, you talking about the guy with a broken hand. So Bellew's out for if he's lucky six months, at least six months. And if Hayes' ankle is as bad as Team Hay are alluding to, longer. he's out for at least eighteen months. Which by then Tony Bellew could be, he'd be cameoing in, in Creed two by then. It's longer, long gone. Mm. So. It's uh, it was it was a, f- a strange fight at the weekend. It was it was a bit of an opera, wasn't it? Let's be fair, you know. It delivered for me. It delivered on every level. All the build up that we had to it, all the go back and forth, and the press conferences, and the rally in Liverpool, which was weird. And all the verbal attacks and David Hay losing his head and everything else. It all led towards Saturday and it was like this it was under so much pressure to deliver. And for me it delivered above and beyond because of the drama, because of the talking points. You know, if the if blown out Bellew in two rounds or if Hayder ran out of gas, which was the way it was kind of looking, and then got stuck, it wouldn't have got half the attention it got, but the injury and everything else. And, the, you know, it's it just, it made a phenomenal story. And, you know, what a what a 12 months Tony Bellew's had.
0: If you want to hear from the bomber himself and Dave Caldwell, his trainer, get yourself um, on fightdisciples.com because we have obviously chatted to them for our Radio City talk show. So go and have a little bit of a nosy on there. Uh, It is available absolutely free via our subscription.
1: You're listening to the Fight Disciples podcast.
0: Don't worry, still to come is when we ourselves hold our hands up and say, do you know something, we got it wrong when we talk about Derry Matthews. However, well, I'm going to raise
2: my hand. Yeah, all right, all right. Don't show
0: off, don't show off, right? We've been humble. We're being humble. You, you, yes. We're being humble. You were the one. No, we're together. All right, okay, we're together. Are we going near. That? Even though you said that, oh, R Davis might do it. Yeah, yeah, I, I did. We we are a team. It killed me to say it, but I, don't I, throw me under the bus yeah, just because yeah, I said throw it. Under
2: the bus. You said that he was gonna. Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. All, all right. right, okay. I'm just, you
2: know, team. Yeah.
0: Fucking hell, it's all about me, me, me. You're turning into David, are hey, you? Right. Anyway. <laughs> Sam Eggington, mate, because oh, this is one that God. we did get right. We did say that Sam Eggington would turn over Paulie Malignaggi, mainly because we alluded to the fact that Paulie Malignaggi has no more power if he ever had any power. Zero power, two-weight world champion. The guy's got skills to pay the bills. However, caught up with him, because if he'd have had any power, he might have got Sam Eginson out of that fight. When Sam was standing there, you mean we're going... Don't punch me in the face. And he was hitting him with pillows. <laughs> hit, me as, hit me as hard as <laughs> you can. Yeah, yeah. And Malinaji
2: literally unloaded a, a eight-point eight-punch combo to the chin. <laughs> and Sam just stood there. Is like, that all you got, son? Yeah, uh, you're fucked now, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what are you gonna do now, Polly? <laughs> but uh that was bizarrely, you know. I thought Malinaji had started well and I was a bit like, oh Sam, don't get sucked into just following him around like a zombie, you know, don't let him pick it off. You've got to draw them into a fight and keep him under pressure. And, you know, obviously malinaji has been around for a long time. He eventually did kind of run out of gas. Sam did walk him down. I think that, that moment when he literally stood there and, go on, unload on me face, let's see what happens. And he took he took Malinaji's best shot to the chin. I think that was the moment when Malinaji broke, broke. broke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He knew he, knew he wasn't going
0: to... I thought he was brilliant post-fight, so. Malinaji. the way that he spoke yeah, um, yeah. post-fight. Obviously, the savages body shot to get him out of there is something else but the way that this is how good Malinaz is as, a, as a, a commentator and as a pundit because he started breaking the, the, the fight down yeah yeah for us the fans and I'm thinking <laughs> sweat still ah, on oh ah, yeah <laughs> yeah yeah you know what I mean he's just been done with a, a savage <laughs> shot to the body and he's like going yeah I missed the faint and I'm hitting the floor because I'm pissed off with myself And I'm thinking Ah, oh, yeah, I missed that bit. Yeah, yeah for exactly. cheers, Paul. He was doing his own punditry. Broke it down, Great <laughs> shot, though. Great shot. And as you, you're you a big fan of the body shot, the body shot does take it out of you. Paulie nailed it. He said... 10 seconds isn't long enough. If you'd have given me 15, I might have been able to get up. It just, the wind was knocked out of my sails.
2: Yeah, exactly. And it was perfect tactics from Eggington. You know, when you're fighting a guy that's like Malinagi, that's been around for a long time. You know, similar, we mentioned it last week, similar situation to Luke Campbell against Danny Matthews and that fight in Liverpool. You know, it was like, you've got to put pressure on him. Don't give him a chance to get into any rhythm. Don't let the, the older guy get a breath and then pick that body shot. You know, that was always going to be the, the best shot for the... But Sam and he deserves it you know what a year he's had what a graft, had? man you know, we're what talking about Tony Bell he's had an incredible last 12 months Sam Eginton's just talk about going from zero to an absolute hero and you know the world awaits him now you know it, there's a there's a He's legitimately a world title contender now. That was a big scalp for him. I'm not saying Malinagi's that close, but Eggington's the type of, when you look at his record and his background and everything else, he's the type of opponent that a world champion will go, is he ranked? Okay, yeah, I'll take him as a voluntary. Mm. I think that's going to be Sam's big opportunity now, but... The kid trains like a beast. He's got a tank for days and he comes to win. And, you know, you wouldn't bet against them against anyone.
0: The only problem is in the welterweight division, my friend, killers. there no. are absolute killers everywhere, that which is. we're going to be speaking about very, very shortly, obviously with the big unification clash uh, at the weekend between Garcia and Thurman. Um, we've got another, obviously, top two top fights coming up um, involving Pacquiao and Khan. And then we've got Brook and we've got Spence Jr., yeah. Do you want me to carry on naming it's all these crazy. unbelievable killers at 147 pounds, but fair play, Sam Egginson. I thought you were absolutely top class, mate. Um, and you did exactly what we said that you would do. Now it's time, seeing as that he's shunned me, for me to eat <laughs> humble pie uh, because I was convinced, man. I was convinced mainly because of my lack of knowledge on O'Hara Davis. I thought to myself, all right, you're just a gobshite. You've come up, you've, you're shouting out, you're shouting the name. We've we've commended you for shouting the name out, but if you're going to talk the talk, you've got to walk the walk. I hold my hands up. I didn't I did not see this coming. Ohari Davis, fair play, brother, you absolutely did walk the walk. He looked bigger than Derry. Yeah. Way bigger. He looked more powerful than Derry. Yeah. When he lands, he hurts. When he hurt from the first round, first exactly. play, Ohari. You did the business, mate. Yeah,
2: and what I was really impressed with more than anything, you know, the reason the reason listen, I've known Derry for an awful long time. He's a he's a good friend of mine. And it, it killed me last week to to not want to jump on the Derry bandwagon because it would have been so much easier to just go yeah my boy's going to do it but I had this fear factor about O'Hara Davis because yes he wasn't great in his last fight but his previous fight to that I thought he looked very good I'd heard noises out of Ricky Burns' camp to say that he's a bit of a killer Uh, as it turned out Derry Matthews who we spoke to for yesterday's show he'd um, he would also subsequently heard from the from the Sims family that O'Hara had been broken breaking people's jaws in training camps, big, you know. Big names. So the, the kid's an absolute monster puncher. So the uh but what, what impressed me more than anything was the the way he handled the situation, you know the 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 factor that we didn't know with O'Hara Davis is he'd never beaten anybody of Denny Matthews's caliber he'd never fought on a card as big as this he'd never had so much media attention he'd never been put in the spotlight so much and then when we see him in Liverpool at the at the rally he was a dickhead let's be honest he, he was a dickhead he made a bit of a fool of himself and stuff but he, he kind of it wasn't original it was a caricature you know it was yeah. like a very poor version of a, a Floyd Mayweather Bronner. or the Adrian Broner yeah, yeah, yeah. and I thought. I don't know where his head's at here because he's hiding behind a pair of sunglasses and he's acting like a bit of a dick. I don't know where his head's at. I don't know him well enough to know. Well, that's his personality, yeah. or whether he just kind of lost it and he was just kind of like, "Well, what you know? This is how I'll do it. You know, I'll I'll play up to it, kind of thing." So when he got in the ring on Saturday night, first I thought,
0: "Fuck, he's massive compared to Daddy." Hang on a minute, huge. Hang two minute. weights up. First thing I thought was. Wicked workout music. Brother. Wicked walkout music. Coming yeah. out to the Undertaker was <laughs> yeah. Paul Bearer. Yeah, that was very good. Dum,
2: very dum, impressive. Dum, Perhaps the it, writing was on the wall at yeah, that point. To slick. be honest, well done. But uh, I thought his shot selection was excellent. He wastes nothing. You know, he's a kid that that's is the key. Very thing. shrewd with his work rates. You know, he's he clearly got heavy hands, but he doesn't get carried away. He doesn't throw a lot of shots and get scruffy. You know, I think he paid Derry a ton of respect. To be fair, but he's, you know, he's very quick. And to be fair, and I and I and we were messaging each other during the fight. The aftermath when he spoke about Derry, when he talked about. How much respect he had for Derry and everything. that redeemed him for me. Then that you know then I became, thought he was uh, brilliant. Right. He was brilliant. You've controlled the fight sensationally, and then your post-fight interview has been brilliant as well. Absolutely brilliant. And he, uh, I messaged you then I said he's won me over. I'm a I'm a O'Hara fan now, big time because I thought he was excellent. He really is. You know, living up to the hype now. Obviously, people in London have known about this kid for a long time, clearly. But I think right, the rest of the country is waking up to him now. That was the scalp that he needed yeah. to really kick on and uh, it's going to be I'm really excited about following the rest of his career to well, be fair
0: who's next man um, your boy Robbie Davis Jr he's in that weight category that would be a sensational fight Josh
2: Taylor yeah. he's in
0: that weight category my boy
2: Jack Catterall Jack Catterall yeah come on man I tell you what there's some absolute killers in the UK at that uh, super lightweight division and all them fights that you've just mentioned then are all fantastic domestic fights.
0: Well, on that, by the way, I just mentioned Jack's name. Uh, Jack's going to be with us next week on our Radio City talk show. He's going to be in the studio. We're going to have a right old chinwag with him and his rise, and obviously this new BT deal that he's going to be a part of with Frank Warren. Uh, So he will be in the studio for a little bit of a chat. We'll chuck the O'Hara Davis name in there. I've no doubt he'll go, yeah, "Yeah, I'll take it all day long. Well, we mentioned Bobby Davis
2: to him as well because that was our... There are two tips for the yeah, year. Yeah, you, know yeah, yeah. you know, my tip for this year is Robbie Davis. Your tip, obviously, is sticking with the family, <laughs> Jack Castle. Sticking
0: with my lad. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. With Jack,
2: Keep yeah. Backing your own son. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, it'd be interesting, wouldn't it If we can, if we can throw them two together, a bit of matchmaking next week, right? I'll bring me, uh, I'll bring me padding
0: with me. But on, but on O'Hara, away from those two. Yeah, yeah. He was mint. He, he was, was really mint. He stepped up, and we have now we hold our hands up and we got fair play so, I'm a fan you're I'm, a, the boy.
2: I'm, a, I'm a I'm a fan you know he. Uh, if you'd have asked me in the middle of last week the way he's behaving you know I, I, obviously I, I wanted Derry to win but I think the rest of British boxing was a bit like oh mate you know I hope you get done you need your mouth on, but again his performance the way he handled himself after the well, fight just,
0: just on it on it in itself this kind of backs up everything that we've always argued on this particular show yeah at the end of the day your mouth's going to get you in positions. For example, Bell, Bell used the prime example of this. Your mouth is going to get you into a situation that you then are going to be given an opportunity to back it up with your tools. Yeah. Ohara uh-huh. uh-huh. Davis, obviously, I'm no doubt he was advised maybe by Eddie Hearn. He said, listen, Derry Matthews is your boy. Go and call out Derry Matthews, whether it be social media, whatever it may be. I believe you can back it up. You've got to back it up. Mm-hmm. He shouted his mouth off to a guy that's a white class below. Derry stepped up, the fight's been made. If he gets bingo, then he looks stupid but he's backed it up in a really classy, brilliant way. He's handled himself after the fight brilliantly. Yeah. Everybody now knows who O'Hara Davis is. Yeah. Welcome to the party, O'Hara Davis. Big time. You're on the rise, my friend. Fair play. And that is a lesson to any young fighter right at this moment in time. If you believe that you can back it up, start running your mouth because yeah, it will exactly. get you in a position that maybe you shouldn't have been in. But once you get there, take that opportunity when it comes. 100%. And if you're expecting us to go... OTT maybe on Derry Matthews, because obviously we're pals of his. We do on our other show. So Derry comes and joins us on our Radio City Talk Show. So make sure you hit the subscribe button on iTunes. Go and check us out, Fight Disciples. We're there. We're waiting for you. We're waving at you. We're going, oi oi, we're over here, sunshine. Come and have a listen. Come and play with us every single Wednesday. Um, you can also listen via our website, fightdisciples.com.
1: You're listening to the Fight Disciples podcast.
0: Now then, for the hardcore amongst us, I've no doubt that you enjoyed the full hair, belly and undercard. And then you thought to yourself, what shall I do now? Shall I stay up? Of course I'm going to stay up because I'm buzzing after what I've just seen. I'm going right through. Let's pop over to Las Vegas for a little bit of welterweight unification. Only the third time that undefeated welterweights have got themselves in a unification clash. WBA, WBC belts on the line between Danny Garcia and Keith Thurman. I've got to take this one on the chin, mate. I've got to take it on the chin because I told you that Garcia would come and he would put it on him but he put it on him a little bit too late because Keith Thurman, early doors, was too big, too strong, too quick, too classy. One time is now two time. (laughs) Fair play, Keith. Fair play. And you called it, man. You called it. You called it right play the audio? No. No. Play, play last week's audio? No, listen, this is... Just turn it into David Hay. <laughs> Stop it. Oh, Achilles. <laughs> ah, you
2: did call it yeah. right, though. You you I went for Thurman. I did. I went for Thurman, yeah. You know I've been a big fan of Keith Thurman for a long time. So, um, wait a minute. You just said it was in New York. The fight was in Brooklyn.
0: No, it was las, in New York. I said Las Vegas, didn't I? Las, las Vegas, Sorry. yeah. Sorry, I got Brooklyn. confused. Yeah, got it confused. was in Brooklyn, yeah. UFC was in I've las watched Vegas. that much fighting over the last... I know. Um, well, I
2: worked it out. I, watched, I reckon I watched 19 fights... In 24 hours at the weekend. Solid, mate. Good, good work. It's just fucking insane. That's good work, yeah. Insane. But anyway, yeah, uh, I just I just fancied Thurman to be that little bit sharper and that little bit stronger. Yeah. And that's kind of how it played out. First I, six uh, rounds,
0: he was immense. He man. was unbelievable,
2: yeah. Unbelievable.
0: Just, and, Just uh, the, the way... The, the thing, I mean, I'm I'm a big fan of counter punching because that's where I see the skill in this game. You know what I mean? Someone throws a shot and the way that you can get out of that way of that shot, but then counter punching yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly that. Thurman, probably one of the best I've seen at yeah. that at the weekend. I thought, fucking hell, what a lesson this is. This is the sweet science at its very best.
2: Yeah, it really is. And uh, you know, I am with you. I was watching a fight back, obviously on Sunday, and uh them first six rounds, it was just like a masterclass. It, yeah. it looked like one world champion against the guy that shouldn't be there. Uh, now I know, obviously Garcia rallied and came came strong down a stretch and everything else, and you'd expect that from him. But for I know at the end, I think he was rather more in hope than anything. He thought he was going to get a decision, yeah, but, but you know, for me, there was there was his no dad's being a dick again. again. So, his dad's yeah, telling exactly, him to
0: retire yeah. because he's been robbed. Exactly, you ain't yeah. been robbed. So mate. It's just
2: fucking nonsense. If
0: anything, Keith Thurman got bored. He, yeah, you know what yeah. I mean he got to six rounds and took his foot off the gas he he's did. like I can't be bothered now he did yeah that's what it looked like so uh,
2: but it did we were talking about it you know the pay-per-view thing and the fact that it was on it, CBS it was free, free TV in America yeah uh, and apparently it smashed it as well it did huge numbers yeah over two million yeah so uh, it would be interesting to see what happens next with with Thurman because obviously he's the man now we've just spoke about there about the the welterweight division there's so much talent In and around that weight class, you know, what would you do next with Thurman? You know, who who does Thurman
0: fight next? Well, I think a few people have been asking that question, have not they? I mean, I've seen so many bits on Twitter and so many polls and various things like that. For me, it has to be it has to be the winner of um, Spence Junior and Kel Brook for me. But does it be does it grab him big money over in the states? I don't know if it grabs him big money. There's the Pacquiao-Khan fight. That's probably where the bigger money is, isn't it? You know what I mean? Yeah. If whoever comes out of that as a WBO champion, that's probably where the big unification cash is at.
2: Yeah, interesting to
0: see now. I think for me, Thurman's, you know, he's clearly the number Thurman's one. the boy. No he's question. He's the number one in the division. No question.
2: No um, question. I would love that fight for Brook if he can come through against Errol Spence, but I've got to be honest, I think he's got to travel for it. I don't think we see Thurman on news shows. I
0: think Brooks come to the conclusion that he's got to travel for stuff. I mean, we're still waiting, obviously, regarding um, the announcement of the Errol Spence uh, fight. I think that's going to be the UK, isn't it? Yeah, we're we're being told it's the UK, we're being told that it is uh, Bramall Lane. I'm led to believe, from my sources over the weekend, is that they're just waiting for council clearance and various things that they can put in place for then, obviously for it to be a stadium fight, because I think that's the dream that's what they want to do, Yeah, aka Tony Bellew last year at Goodison, they want to do it at Bramall Lane this year, so I'm um, we're guessing that it's going to happen over the next seven days, that announcement, fingers crossed, uh, that we get that very very soon. That's a tough fight, that's not a gimme no, that's I'm
2: not a gimme, no. Kell's not
0: turning up and just winning that fight he's going, Absolutely to, have to, not. He's going to have to go to the, to the well to maybe, to retain his belt, and if he does, then I think that he fully warrants then, a shot at Keith Thurman, but Keith Thurman ain't coming here for that. No. And the American audience, the guys that own him, the Stephen Espinozas, by the way, who is now our social media friend. Thank you very much, Stephen. Much appreciated for getting on board with us bigging you up last week regarding the CBS Free Show. You're more than welcome, my friend. Um, but people like that aren't going to let Keith Thurman, their prized possession, come over here when there's big, when they've just proven over the weekend they can do big numbers. You know what I mean? Yeah. They can do big numbers in America. They're going to have to go there and do it. Kel's not averse to doing it he went over there and won the title over there I think he's just maybe got a little bit carried away recently not travelling I think he's missed out on a lot of opportunities by not being willing to go over there and travel very similar to what Amir Khan's done Amir Khan's the big money yeah but
2: then Kel's got a
0: following here in the UK hasn't he so he's probably yeah of course he has he's probably been earning more
2: money defending the belt here than he has been fighting abroad obviously I'm not talking about the Triple G fight I'm sure that was a career high payday at least I hope it was um So, but I I think we're at that point with Kel now is you know I can't see Kel Brook being short of money. He must have made some good money, certainly after Triple G. Is this not the moment where he kind of looks at what Tony Bellew's done and think, okay, well I I need my legacy definer. I need to prove that I am the best welterweight of this generation. You know, otherwise he'll be, you know, he's going down a a dangerous road at the moment, Um, and it worries me because, you know, it, it reminds me of when. Ricky Hatton was on top of the world, and Junior Witter was always the little dog. That was an IBF champ, but never really got the respect he deserved. He never really got that yeah. big fight. He was forever t- chasing a fight with Ricky, and it just didn't come off. And he's been for he'll now be forever remembered as being in Ricky Hatton's shadow. I kind of think Kel's a little bit like that with Amir Khan. And I think the best thing that could happen for Kel is for Amir to get beat by Pacquiao. Pacquiao goes on to fight Thurman and. And even then, Khan's the biggest fight available to Kell Yeah. Defends against Khan in the UK. Gets that big
0: UK fight he needs, and then pushes on. It surprised me so much, you know, because if anything that we've learned over the recent times, the, the, the one lesson that the majority should be learning is watch what Carl Frampton's gone and done. You yeah, know, yeah. watch what Barry McGuigan and the way that he's managed him has gone and done. Won your titles, mopped up the division, and got over to the States. Yeah. Get yourself Cash over then. there. You know what I mean? Because we're talking... I mean, we've mentioned it many times. They're talking Hall of Fame. That's where they want to be in. And I'm sure they're earning some big, big money with the TV deals that they've got out there. But not only that, is that they're becoming those fighters that people want to see. Amir Khan, I mean, he's he's a bit of a laughing stock, I suppose, to some casual fight fans. All you do is see memes of him getting sparked out. But look at the guys that he's been in with. Yeah, exactly. He's been in. He's managed to acquire himself. Massive, massive fights with Hall of Fame fighters because he's been prepared to upsticks and go and live in New York mm-hmm. and do his work out of there. You can't expect to do that in Sheffield. No. And that's not disrespect to Sheffield because I love it and I love I would love them all to come here and do the business here in the UK. Yeah. But you've got to go to the States. You have to.
2: Of course, you've got to because that's the that's where you make the biggest money possible. Obviously but it's a slight change at the moment in terms of the heavyweight division, the heavy heavyweight division the money's here right now but for the rest of boxing that's always been the case you've got to crack America to make serious money. And Kel's just got to go back over there. You know, he's got to take that fight. That's, the Thurman fight would be absolutely perfect for Kel, even if he's got to go to Thurman's backyard to get it. Just go for it. Roll that dice there to be great. And uh, because what comes out of the back of that is that he gets ranked as the number one welterweight in the world.
1: This is the Fight Disciples podcast. Subscribe now via the iTunes store.
0: Have you been uh, watching any of the social media videos that have been doing the rounds since the weekend? Which videos? Well, the one that's caught my eye the most was the uh, argument ringside between uh, James DeGale and uh, George Groves. Yeah. Have you I've seen that? I've seen that, when yeah. When Derek yeah. Chisora gets involved as well. Well, I've,
2: I've seen about four with Derek Chisora fighting with four different people. Mate, he's a legend. He's just... It he just, he looks just like say, he just had murder with everybody. Mate, you know, we, didn't even mention,
0: we didn't even mention that Chisora was um, Team Bellew's designated man to go on... Uh, Observe Look at Hayes' hands getting wrapped. Yeah, yeah. that, that's
2: just phenomenal, isn't it? Isn't it? Go, I'll tell you what. Hilarious. Go and send the
0: guy that we had to get a metal fence between my opponent. <laughs> Let him go and observe their hand wrapping. And you Let just know, you just know that
2: Chizoba was in there going, "What, have you, what are you doing now? <laughs> um, how long's that piece of goes? <laughs> how long's that bit of t- just being a pain in the arse because yeah, he yeah, can't yeah, just yeah.
0: to disrupt things? Absolutely, man. Funny. Well, he got involved in a fantastic ringside video between James DeGale and George Groves There's a a huge let's just say, debates between the pair of them, which I think James DeGale absolutely smashed him to pieces regarding uh, the verbal combat that they had. G- George Groves seemed a little bit taken aback that De um, DeGale was revealing some of the secrets that they'd had between personal conversations, you know, where George Groves had text, allegedly text or allegedly phoned James De Gale, saying, we need to get this on, there's big money in this, me and you, let's do this. James DeGale's just gone what are you talking about brother it ain't happening like that i'm the main man 70 30 otherwise fuck off simple <laughs> as it was the funniest conversation And then obviously she's jumps on in there and wants yeah, yeah. to get in on the getting on the mix listen it's a fight that's going to happen it's a fight that i think needs to happen for british fight fans i think it needs to happen for james de really to re-establish himself as well on these shows because he's done fantastically well in over America. in the states yeah yeah of course um but i don't see the point of it right at this moment in time without. George Grubbs bring in a, t- a belt to the table, and he's yeah. in he's in a good position with the WBA. He could be world champion by the middle of the year, and if he is, let's do this at the back end of the year,
2: of course. And it makes it makes perfect sense. And of course, we've got Callum Smith, who's more than likely going to travel to the US. Yeah, the WBC. Don't get me started well. on that, man. With Durrell yeah. Um, so we could have you know we could completely and utterly own the super middleweight division by the end of summer, which throws up three magnificent fights. Personally, I think. If I was James the Gale, go on, do your scouse thing. I would. Do it, I would do w- it. avoid Callum Smith. The, like there play. he
0: is again. Uh, I think James the Gale versus Groves three, wouldn't it be? Yeah. Well, is if it? you count amateur as well. Yeah, yeah,
2: that three. Yeah,
0: um,
2: there are two in the amateurs, didn't he? So before then, did they have two? I, I thought two they only had one in the, amateurs, had in, in the amateurs. Which George won? I thought George won one in the amateurs. And and they went to pro. professional. George and then won George that.
0: won again. So then it's part three.
2: Right. Okay. So. And that's the fight i think sells that's a big seller it's in, a massive seller there's in, a narrative in london of course and obviously you've got the the fact that you if we can sit callum smith at clear center ringside with a green and gold belt hanging over his shoulder while they're fighting for the other three belts that in you know, the other two belts in the division i think that would be uh, phenomenal and then maybe look at that towards the end of the year or even at the start of 2015 that's the biggest
0: one that's the one that makes the most money DeGale, the Gale Groves, the Gale Groves, yeah, right here, right now,
2: the Gale Groves yeah. makes more money. Yeah, of course it does because there's the whole backstory and you know, as we have seen in that little meme, if we get these two in front of a, in front of a media pack, you know, they they'll just go for each other. You know, it makes perfect uh, makes perfect sense. But Groves has got a job to do first. Groves has got a job to go out there and get a belt first and bring yeah, it yeah. to the table. Hmm. Um, I think he will. I think under Shane McGuigan, yeah. I think
0: he looks a million dollars. I think he looks back to the he's old George. He's Groves. definitely
2: looked a lot better under Shane McGuigan. Yeah, a lot better. So uh, you know, and you know, I'm a, I'm a big fan of George Groves. I thought it, the the first fight against Carl Froch, I thought was a you know disgraceful performance by the referee. I thought it was a terrible stoppage. Yeah. Obviously no And I fancied George in the rematch I'd have let him carry on In the rematch I'd have let him (laughs) The rematch was slightly (laughs) different (laughs) But I fancied George In the rematch I was thinking Crotch has had an amazing career But he's he's clearly got old And Groves is going to Catch him at the right time Boy, I was wrong. Fox certainly caught him right on the button, and I think it. Took, I think
0: it was in front of eighty thousand at Wembley. I'm not too sure. I think it was.
2: Well, it wasn't that the second highest capacity for the boxing. Match it will be Wembley? after April twenty ninth, my friend. <laughs>
0: yeah. Sorry, Carl. Rubbing <laughs> it in
1: there, with Carl. Frott, yeah, but uh,
2: but yeah, he's come back and reinvented himself, Groves. And uh, listen. Right here, right now, I would pay to see Groves versus the Gale 3 or 4 or whatever it is. I would, I want to see
0: that fight. Yes, I want to see
2: that fight. And I want to see it before I see Callum Smith in the mix with those two as well. Listen, if I was Callum Smith, I'm in no rush. Anyway, Callum Smith will be defending belts when they're gone. You know, this is a guy, you know how I feel about Callum Smith, future two-weight world champion absolutely no rush right now. Go and get the WBC bell from America, bring it back, sit ringside while these two Londoners knock seven bells out of each other and then pick
0: up the pieces later. Talk to me about losing the purse bid. Eddie Hearn told us on this show, listen man, we are looking at Anfield, that's what we're looking at. He did, got us excited. Well, he lost out, $1.6 million it was, so I don't even know what that translates to now in English money, but you can't have been putting in a bigger bid than what, $1.2 million at the very, very most. How do you view that? Do you view that as... I I believe that my fighter will win a world title no matter where he goes. So therefore, what is the point in me investing my money, let somebody else pay for it? Or is it a case of, I know full well that I can't recoup that money because it's not a pay-per-view fight in the UK, so I'm not willing to invest? Uh,
2: I think it's the latter, to be honest with you. I don't think Eddie thinks that a £2 million bid for that belt, whether he could recoup it or not, you're right. You know, as fight fans, we know what Darrell brings to the table. We know that's a legit number one against number two. Former for champ, former champ Anthony belt, yeah. You know, absolutely no qualms there. But for the layman on the street, the casual fan, which is, that's the important part. That's where the money comes from for these pay-per-view events. I don't think it would be that, it would be tough to, to sell it. It's not a pay-per-view it's event. It's not a pay-per-view and that's obviously where you need to make the money. Disappointed, of course, because you know Eddie's been telling us all for so long that Callum's the future and Callum's you know the the next great thing out of the UK. We all agree with him. I'm not, I'm not saying Eddie's wrong, but to then not put in a, a big bid for basically the hottest prospect in your stable, you could argue, yeah. because AJ's made it now. So the hottest prospect in your stable, your hottest future world champion, if you like, to not throw everything at that fight. It's gotta be a little bit disappointed if I was Callum Smith, I'd be a bit like, wait a minute, you you know, you've been telling me I'm I'm this and I'm that, yet you're quite happy to let me travel. Maybe a sense of that is the fact that Eddie is happy to let Callum travel and he thinks the experience of winning the belt abroad, like Kel did, will stand him stand him in better stead in the future. Great stuff. I personally I hope it's in Vegas because no scouts has ever fought for a title in Vegas, so you Know that'd be nice one to tick off well, on the history books. So
0: they haven't won one abroad for I can't remember what it is. He's over well over 20 odd years. Obviously, Liam Smith was the first yeah, one for yeah. 23 years. Bellew's obviously now done his here in this city in Liverpool, but nobody's done it abroad.
2: I mean, Stephen nope. Smith's had a couple of cracks recently yeah. abroad. Paul Smith fought in America as well. But we haven't got a good record. Beefy, of went, abroad. Out, Beefy yeah. went out and fought Canelo, uh, but t- certainly title fight wise, I don't. I, I, I Don't think you know, certainly of this era, no, no Liverpool, no boxer from Merseyside has even boxed in Las Vegas. Um, and I'd check the history books, but I doubt a, a, a Scouser has ever boxed in Las Vegas. So just to box there would be phenomenal. Hmm. Uh, but to headline a show would be, uh, would be incredible for Callum Smith, and you know, yet another feather in the cap for the Smith family headline the a card in Las Vegas. So it's listen. It's all it's all hypotheticals at the moment. But just coming back to the coming back to the bid thing, yeah, I'm I'm a little bit disappointed to be honest that Eddie never brought the fight here because I think there's a fan base in the UK, not just on Merseyside, side, but around the country. People know Callum Smith is the real deal. We see him as the the guy who's going to take over from the Gale and Groves. I think a lot of fans feel that way that he's got
0: the ability to really to go to, to the next him, yeah. level.
2: Yeah, and uh, so to see him have to go over to the US to have this fight is a bit disappointing
0: I think it does come down to the pay-per-views not being able to recoup the money that way um, mm-hmm. of which I obviously wrote something on our, our website fightdisciples.com and we spoke about it on last week's show regarding the pay-per-views this was all because of Garcia Thurman being on free to Air TV in the United States because yeah. their numbers have been dwindling when it comes to pay-per-view buys um, and obviously we've just mentioned there that it went through the roof at the weekend because they put it on free-to-air TV. Now, obviously we're in quite a good company now. This is me gloating uh, because Sugar Ray Leonard at the weekend came out and started talking about how you save boxing as a, as a spectator sport in the United States of America. One of the first things he talked about was free-to-air television. You need to start putting guys like Garcia, guys like Thurman, these big names, these big clashes, big fights, top well-matched fights on free-to-air TV because it brings in those Fans yeah. that then fall in love with it, as we did back in the day. You yeah. fall in love with it, and then you're willing to part uh, with your money. For so, that, for the likes of a Hey Bell, you, or a Klitschko Joshua. Um, absolutely. You know, they're the fights you should be paying box office for. Well, this comes back to what, the weekend. Not this comes New back Bank to the weekend. junior. Right, well, even at the weekend, right, and I know he's on mate, and I know he's made a shitload of money off the back of it, fair play, but on the actual face of it, forget that we know him, is Hey Bell, you a pay-per-view event? Yes. It is, in your opinion? I think so. Is it purely it's, because uh, it's widespread. heavyweights? Purely because it's heavyweights, purely because of the, the, the backstory
2: behind it. David Hayes, a massive draw. Tony Bell, you best cruiserweight on the planet. For me, it's a pay-per-view event just because of the spectacle that it was. Okay. And it did massive numbers, we're being told. So that that the proof was in the pudding. Hmm. Seven hundred thousand buys, I think it's done,
0: which yeah. is ma- which is monstrous. Which is huge for the UK. For the, you think how many people in the UK that that's and if phenomenal. you caught, if you think of how many people streamed it, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But actual pay per view buys were seven hundred thousand, approximately.
2: No, there's, there's there's a lot of pay per view events in the US that do it way worse than that, way worse. Oh, massively. I mean, I think you know, Canelo's that's phenomenal. Canelo's average is about half a million. Yeah, exactly. So to get that in the UK is absolutely unreal. So that proves that it's a pay per view event you Know what was uh, Eubank Jr. 85,000? Did yeah. they say you know that's that, that's good? That's they were probably happy with that channel five or ITV. Sorry, they were, pro- <laughs> they were probably happy with that ITV, but uh, that is a clear indicator that that is not a pay-per-view event. I think they missed the trick if they'd have put Eubank on ITV4 or even. ITV
0: or whatever you know and really got that attraction yeah. back
2: like they did at the weekend with Theron so Garcia
0: how do we then warrant what is and what is not pay-per-view for example right mm. me and you have been following this game for a long period of time Yeah, we know full well that Anthony Carolla Jorge Linares at the end of this month is a top level lightweight fight great top fight. level great, great fight, fight not pay-per-view no but then you compare that to what ITV box office did with Eubank Jr and Reynold Quinlan and they call that a box office, pay-per-view fight. So is it anything to do with talent, or is it just purely down to personalities, selling fights, wanting, as we said earlier on, casual fans pointing our eyes towards the television screen? Because let's be honest, Fight Week, Hair Bell without any shadow of a doubt, dragged in at least a quarter of a million new people to that particular oh, yeah, fight. yeah, yeah. 100%. 100%. There's, you're right, a lot of it is about
2: personality, but then... AJ versus Klitschko is going to do big numbers, and there's no, you know, what well,
0: heavyweights always do, do they? Yeah, not? yeah,
2: but they they're not going to be going at each other's throats. They're not going to be selling it. They're, that isn't going to be a circus. That's going to be full of respect and admiration and handshakes and mm. you know, and uh, that's what that whole build-up's going to be. But people are enamored because Anthony Joshua has proved himself to be the absolute real deal it's the it's a test it's the biggest test of his career by a mile you know he's jumping up about four different levels going in against Klitschko and I think that's why people are bought into So that. what you're saying then heavyweights aside yeah you've got to run your mouth a little bit 100% yeah yeah you've got or if you, you want to win some proper have money. a dad who's a former legend and that can get you on good morning tv be a character a, personality Exactly. you've got to you've, be you've a got spectacle. to sell yourself You've got to be able to say yourself, and that's all part of this game. And you know, we started the show talking about Tony Bellew, and he's been a master of it. This is a guy that talked himself onto a rocky set. You know, there's a lot to learn from that. You know, and you don't have to go the way Tony Bellew has and be quite abrasive and aggressive and everything else. You can do it your way. But the thing is, we we talked about it over and over over the last year. Don't ever miss out on it. Every every pro boxer out there, every pro fighter needs to understand that the media is there for you. Use it as a tool. Yeah. Don't don't think I've got media commitments and dread them. Don't think oh I've got to go and do this interview or the shine, so man. Now, shine just
0: as much as you would do in this the ring. This is your
2: opportunity, yeah. If you train hard in the gym, you've got to train hard. When you get with the media, have an agenda. Use the media well, look, for at, you.
0: look at look at our video with Bell you. Right? So we do a, a sit-down with t- Anthony Bellew. Yeah, Not Tony yeah. the Bomber Bellew. We yep. sit down and do a chat with Anthony Bellew. And the amount of messages that we've received over the last two weeks of people that went on our Facebook page, if you haven't seen it yet, at Fight Disciples uh, on Facebook, that the amount of messages that we've received going, didn't think you were like that. Yeah, yeah. What a top guy. Really like him. In the week building up to the fight,
2: you know, on on, fa- on social media, when I was going through it and i have seen people who were having a go at Bellew, I hope he gets knocked out. I hate him. The scout Divvy and blah, blah, blah. I hate the way he talks. And everyone, I was just going on, but leaving a message going, do us a favour, watch this video, it may change your mind. And I, I must have posted it a dozen times on people's sites that, you know, people that, I wouldn't say are friends, just people I follow yeah, yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And nearly every single one of them came back to me, you're right. Seems a yeah. to top lad. He, he seems like a really nice bloke. You know, one guy messaged me and was like, I had no idea he was like that in real life. I am so glad he said he's tired of being a heel because I'm tired of watching him be a heel. And it's changed my mind massively. I now want him to beat David Hay. I didn't know that was his personality absolutely. at all. So, you know. Play the game, boys. If you want to make exactly. Some the coin, exactly. Play at the end game. of the day, play the game, make as much money as possible and ride off into the sunset.
0: Or what you could do is post social media, uh, media videos of yourself in the bath. Um, oh my God, I knew you were going to be. <laughs> up. <laughs> For anybody that listens to this show on a regular basis, you know full well, my, um, uh, well, my colleague here absolutely adores the Ukrainian... Multi-weight world champion that is Vasil Lomachenko. I've actually got my Triple G T-shirt on today. Yeah, you have, aren't? but yeah, not you have
2: not, not, not. Me high-tech T-shirt, not no. my Lomachenko. High-tech t-shirt, Lomachenko
0: but... is this man's man. He loves this man. He can't get enough of well, it. World number one, yeah, pound for him. pound. See what I mean? He's off it already. Now, you may have seen if you follow. I asked you not to mention. Well, this. if you if you follow Vas, I'm doing this so I embarrass you in front of your wife, right? So <laughs> Vasil Lomachenko, if you follow him on social media, has posted a weird, bit of a weird video of himself in the bath playing with like. Mechanical toys or something? I don't know what he's doing. He's doing something in the bath. I haven't seen it. I don't, I don't, I don't, Bullshit, right? Because Nick messaged me um, this morning. It was this morning, actually. Messaged me this morning. Direct message. He didn't do it publicly so nobody else could see it, yeah? <laughs> he direct messaged me um, with the video going, can't stop watching this. <laughs> you fucking what? <laughs> I can't stop watching Vassal in the, ba- in the bath. <laughs> fucking hell, mate. <laughs> it's just <laughs> gone to the next level, hasn't it's it? It's just so weird. It's just like the weirdest I've ever
2: seen on social media certainly from a fighter just like what? I'm sure it said something like I love playing in the ring I love playing outside the ring or something and I was like what the fuck does that even mean it was just so weird but then it was kind of hypnotic you know sometimes you see these memes and they like hypnotic and I was
0: like watching it and I watched it for like you th- got you got problems man I watched it for, like I watched it like three times you got like, problems
2: fuck am I watching this one this it's, is a, it's, a, weird. Man,
0: it's a grown man in the bath playing with <laughs> ducks or whatever he was playing with <laughs> it's proper weird Weird. But you were locked in. I was, yeah. You zoomed me in, yeah. strange.
1: (laughs) You're listening to the Fight Disciples podcast.
0: Thank you once again for listening to our little show. Um, We've put two specials out for you this week, as we did last week. Um, On our Radio City talk show, you can hear from the boys themselves, Derry Matthews, post-O'Hara Davis, uh, Dave Caldwell, obviously post The uh, David Hay fight at the weekend, and we speak to the bomber as well himself. Yeah. And his missus gets involved. And his missus, yeah. 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 So get yourself on there. Subscribe to our podcast via our website, fightdisciples.com. Go and have a little bit of a nosy on there. Both episodes are up there now. Go and download them. Go and have a bit of fun. You can hear from the lads and we will catch you next week with a preview to the man whose T-shirt you are wearing right at this moment Triple in time. G. Triple G back in action. Daniel Jacobs is the man that stands in his way, which then hopefully will set up Triple G for some type of super fight with Canelo as we are being told constantly about, which might never never happen. It's the new Mayweather Pacquiao. let's is. be honest. But... Probably do it in about 20 years from now. But next week's all about previewing uh, Triple G, so make sure you come along. And if you fancy another fix this week, we do have a bit of a fallout from UFC 209. Fallout is the right word. There you go. Um, again, we'll, we'll be apologising on tomorrow's show. So make sure you come and uh, uh, join us uh, tomorrow morning for our UFC show, or failing that, for our Triple G preview next week via fightdisciples.com.
1: Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, subscribe via iTunes.